2: i'm scared it's time for must have seen tv the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from i love lucy to news radio i'm your tv guy brett white who performs in drag as barb hardly when he is not uh super depressed i can actually put on a dress and makeup i'm also a senior reporter producer for decider.com and say hello to the bud abbott to my Lou costello or vice versa depending on your poison uh even k hello ethan (laughs)
1: Hello, Brett. I was gonna do a Bud Abbott impression when you said that. Just that. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> <Or> just, just <laughs> punching me. Just, <laughs> just was, a lot yeah. of physical violence. Um, how's it going? It's going so well. Um, work is busy, but uh, tomorrow we head out for Riot Fest in whoa, Chicago. Whoa. Um, three day concert in Chicago. Visiting up with some friends. Uh, but also. Seeing Nine Inch Nails and My Chemical Romance and the original Misfits. Jesus. And uh, Bad Religion and The Descendants and the Linda Lindas and a bunch of bands we want to see.
2: I saw Roxy Music. I'm wearing the shirt I bought um, on Monday night, which is, you know, the case of whenever you see bands that are having their 50th anniversary tour, it's always like, man, they're going to play mostly the songs that you don't know or care about. Even though (laughs) I love five Roxy Music albums. <laughs> it's like it's not like i like when I saw television in concert for their only con- like their last concert, they have two albums, and they perform mostly stuff from adventure and not a lot from marky moon and it's like guys that is that is the album that people want to hear so so it was it was interesting uh but no, but like they they closed like at the end after a big middle stretch or it was just a lot of the dirges that I'm like, oh, I appreciate being in the presence of uh one of my favorite bands at the end yeah. they did uh, love is a drug into editions of you and to do the strand which killed me so i'm a
1: ghost <laughs> now um and, so I had a great time. that's yeah. become a new thing like it, it bands that have been around for a while playing an entire album i wish the, i would love
2: to have seen like if they had done that for uh country life or siren or any of those i would have loved it but they would have probably done avalon which guys avalon <laughs> is not the best roxy music album this elevator music. Jeez.
1: Well, uh the Misfits will be playing all of, I believe, Walk Among Us. Oh. I was like, oh, cool. Misfits are playing the entire Walk Among Us album. And then I, I listened to Walk Among Us and I'm like, it's 22 minutes. Like they need like, to be doing two albums. <laughs> there, are so, there are songs on there that are like a minute 40. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, you yeah, know, that makes sense. Or that's... album. <laughs> um. So I'm sure they're going to play walk among us and then all of their additional hits and they can probably do the entire thing in like an hour and a half oh, yeah. um although I, they're the headliners and i don't think they have more than like an hour an hour and a half like nine Man. inch nails is gonna well, play for like an hour maybe plus
2: well i guess we're at a festival when there's a bunch of bunch of acts
1: and it's like yeah uh, you've got to clear out the park there's a lot know, of the, gotta share a lot of time
2: yeah um, so. oh, God. that's that's yeah. going on
1: um okay
2: uh vamp while i let gene out of my office
1: so uh yeah chicago is such a great town uh haven't been there in a number of years but i've i I gotta say the food is always great uh there's some great used bookstores there's a great uh record store that we went to but i haven't been there in a while uh just talking very excitedly about Chicago, such a great place hey brad (laughs) Uh, yeah and
2: and you know and also like okay so listeners of the video portion this is usually where i would get up and uh, strut around and show ethan my like heels and cinched waist but for the second week in a whoa the second week in a whoa what (laughs) happened just
1: you sound like joe besser
2: oh yeah oh my god um no yeah i just i couldn't you know it takes a lot of work to get into drag and it's been uh uh, it has been a uh, hell of a two weeks of just not being in the city and just, uh, it, 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 yeah, just a lot is going on. So uh, it's, it's Barb. Barb's coming back. Barb just got an amazing new uh, gown that I cannot wait to. I was really hoping I could talk about Abbott Constello <laughs> wearing that insane gown. But
1: unfortunately... no one in this no one in this episode wears an insane gown. Everyone's well, gown is pretty. OK, yeah. I was it's like, pretty... Hillary
2: might be, but I honestly can't remember anything about her. So <laughs> she's, she's
1: she's she's very plain uh, because that was her character. And that's that's the character that not only she played in this, but uh, I know we're jumping ahead, but she was one of many blonde starlets who was mm. assigned, you know, signed to contracts with studios. And to get noticed more, she turned her Long Island accent into a British accent, okay, which elevated go. her star and got her more roles. <laughs> uh,
2: and I guess before we. Uh, oh, so I'll say that. Uh, we got a comment on uh, the YouTube. Um, the Paul Lind episode. Remember, you can comment on the YouTube. So Teta R uh, said, hey, Barb, looking gorgeous. Thank you very much. I sincerely appreciate that. Checkmark 100 emoji. Uh, thumbs up emoji. Wink emoji. TY for the CH, which I think is thank you for the channel. Is that YouTube lingo that I'm just not aware of? Because we're new to YouTubering
1: um yeah i think that then, it's great we're on youtube uh <laughs> and thank you for the uh, for not mentioning me i that's okay <laughs> <laughs> and then hope there's a lot more to come there is a lot
2: more to come well Ethan, i think that you need to uh we'll get you in drag and then they can tell you that you're uh looking gorgeous although yeah. i did call you gorgeous in the uh, heart to heart episode it's probably because oh, I, I was
1: feeling gorgeous then well
2: it uh, it is ethan he's gorgeous <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh i love that um but when we when we get together uh when you come up to westchester and bring we well, we can we can work on it we can pregame, yes and yes. i'll straight up do it and drag like i i don't necessarily have to wait for a live show to do it we can do no, yeah. it yeah let's <laughs> put my <laughs>
2: We might need your wife's help on that cuz I'm like, I mean, I now kind of know what I'm doing, but I don't know if I know well enough to do it to someone else.
1: <laughs> she knows wigs and eyebrows and she yeah, can, do can all, and that. she's he's proud of that and I'm yeah. proud of her for being proud of that.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, so and is there anything that you're watching uh right
1: now? <laughs> yeah, uh we a couple days ago we started watching season 3 of Daredevil again. Oh, I love it. Season 3 is really good. I forgot Everything that happened in season three uh, yeah. and we have we have two episodes left for the season, but it is a really good, intense season.
2: I, I went to D23 and I got to see um, a sneak preview of Daredevil's uh, episode of She-Hulk, and it was the happiest I was at that entire convention. So well, uh, get ready. You- it is really good and really, really funny and still feels like the. Uh, human train wreck Matt Murdoch that he
1: is, and I just love him. I love it. I love it. I gotta, I gotta say, does he, he has to, at this point, have the most screen time of any character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh,
2: he might. Uh... With three seasons
1: of, three seasons of 13 episodes, plus yeah, the Defenders, yeah. plus the little bit on Spider-Man, plus and the little plus bit an episode in She-Hulk.
2: I mean, I think, like, Iron Man might be the only, wait, uh well yeah i guess so yeah it might be like iron man might be the only one that might come somewhat close but probably not honestly 13 this episodes is, season yeah, i mean honestly yeah that's the thing is yeah he's probably now that he's been inducted into mcu well and also kingpin vincent d'onofrio probably is up yeah. there as well um and i uh, and this will be going up after it debuts so i can probably talk about the fact that i've seen the first bunch of episodes of andor and i really liked it i had to watch it twice in order to take it all in because it is one of the densest uh, (laughs) shows that i've seen it is the first star wars disney plus show that actually does feel like a different genre like actually it it does not feel like star wars in basically i think my review is going to be that it feels a lot more like chernobyl (laughs)
1: <laughs> but brett star wars is for kids that's what yeah. george made it for
2: yeah uh not this not this show <laughs> not this one uh it's it is very uh dramatic and slow paced there's not a lot of music there are almost no laughs and there's a lot of yeah it's it's i i, I really like it a lot i just you know you can't really predict how fans are going to react to literally anything because they will hate things that you think are great and love things that you think are garbage. So I like it. I don't know what you think.
1: So children must be accompanied by an adult to watch and or on the television. I mean, I think, honestly, children are probably going to check out. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't think they're going to watch. That happens. the <laughs> first.
2: <laughs> no, I, will, I won't spoil did, anything.
1: Did kids like Solo? Oh, but they should. That is a perfect kids great. movie. That is a romp. I loved that but it was like bringing so much continuity and like, who's the, who's Darth Maul. Yeah. Like, but I really like,
2: feel like, you know, there's a lot more like jokes and, in, in like fighting and, and zipping around. And I think, yeah. Did, did they like rogue one, which is who knows? Um,
1: which there I also a good did amount like. of zipping around. I, yeah. I, I agree on that. Well, speaking of zipping
2: around, we're going to zip to <laughs> February 20th, 1953. Peter Pan rolled the box office. Ooh, Bobby uh, Driscoll. RIP. Oh, oh, Tell I Once again with you by Teresa Brewer, top the charts and networks across the country aired the Abbott and Costello show episode, The Haunted House. Ethan, you must have seen The Haunted House
1: before today. I have not. And it's a shame because there was a Kickstarter earlier this year for the first season on Blu-ray remastered with commentaries and I got it and I have kept it and, and it just moved around the office as I was rearranging stuff and this was the first time I was able to crack it open wait so what does it look like on blu-ray is it beautiful
2: amazing oh my god gorgeous um I'm interested in that uh, also who's doing the commentaries because these guys are dead I mean these guys are like super dead like uh this this, this is this Stella died like what six
1: years after this episode aired (laughs) uh and that ruined the team up um, it'll do no, it, it, yeah. It's they have uh film scholars okay. and comedy scholars, and the one the the uh the voice behind this one was Paul Castiglia, who is a writer about horror movies. Oh, uh, Gilbert Godfrey did a commentary. Oh, RIP, on the one. legend. Ah, oh, these shows are becoming so such a downer. Yeah, um, everyone's dead, man. So I watched the episode and took notes, and then I watched the uh the commentary and there's i'm I'm gonna pull i hope paul i hope you don't mind that i'm gonna pull a couple uh nuggets from what you gave us because it was a fantastic commentary on a beautifully remastered episode and if i think if you have the opportunity uh season two is uh kick-started literally yesterday
2: oh wow well then they should sponsor us rt please (laughs) uh yeah because i just watched this on tubi where everyone can watch uh, on tubi for free and there was only one commercial break and we'll talk about what i saw um it's also on youtube oh okay, yeah it's on youtube well i mean because i imagine if they were kickstarting a blu-ray the rights have got to be just like loosey-goosey free-for-all
1: yeah but they said they were using the original negatives oh, that's uh so they were able to find them and they Thank were able God, to-
2: they weren't just like thrown in the trash like almost everything was from this era <laughs> like
1: because these shows are treasures. These are they're funny. They are they're they're goofy. They are they have character. They they have environment. I Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I feel like
2: well, yeah. So like my my history with Abbott and Costello is I just know them as shorthand, honestly. Like Laurel oh. and Hardy and Abbott and Costello. Like I just know that when you talk about comedy duos, you like starting this, I had look up which one was Costello because I didn't I was like, <laughs> I, I actually have never but so Hayden Rourke Italian. in uh, In my research for the book uh, One of Hayden's dear, dear friends with Art Was Arthur Lubin, a director And Arthur Lubin directed Buck Privates Which is the movie that oh. made Abba and Costello a movie star And then he also directed like the next two or three Abba and Costello movies And Arthur Lubin was a homosexual I believe I actually Talked about him on my uh, Go back and listen to the Must Have Pride episodes Where I talked about the directors Because I think I did Arthur Lubin then Um okay. And he was one of Hayden's like dearest friends. They would go over to each other's house all the time. Arthur Lubin would always throw parties um, well into the eighties. Like I don't actually might've been like late seventies. I don't know when Arthur Lubin died, wow. but so I, I like to always point out that uh, Abbott and Costello exist because of the work of a homosexual gentleman named Arthur Lubin in the Indeed. 1940s. So Indeed. tip of uh, the tip of the cap.
1: Tip of the cap. A uh, little bit of background on Abbott and Costello. Uh, they got their big break. Um, as voices on the Kate Smith show, which is a radio show starting in uh,
2: 1940. I was thinking Kate Bush, and I was like,
1: oh, <laughs> wow, really timely. Uh, they're, they're 1940, uh, they, or 1939, um, they had very similar voices. So Lou Costello, kind of the short, squat one, developed this kind of oh, like this, yeah, this yeah. hyper he, character. Uh and then they spun off into their own radio show from 1940 to 1949. Uh starting in 1941, uh 1940, they started doing movies. Buck Privates was the their breakout. Yeah. Movie. Um, and then uh they fell, they had a falling out in 1945 after uh Bud uh, after Lou Costello fired his housekeeper and Bud hired her. And that g- turned into a big thing. And Lu- and also Lou's son passed away, unfortunately, uh-huh. uh, which threw him into a deep depression. The two of them uh, made up a few years later um, by uh, Bud suggesting that... Um, Lou Lou's favorite charity be named after Lou's son, which mm. kind of mended some fences. Then they went on to do universal films. They did the, the, all the monster films. Oh they did. yeah. Castell and me Frankenstein. I need to watch um,
2: those this year. That should do that. Yeah. That's that'll be my Halloween
1: watch. They're on, uh, on G- a, probably or Oh State shop factory. Shop no. okay. Factory has the box set of all of them. I mm. like having Costello, and I, and I'm glad that the, the show came out, but I also have the movies also. All of them have common. Most of them have commentaries, um, they're just great. And so this, this TV show uh, after the movies started kind of winding down a little bit, uh, they got the TV show, which was a lot of their old radio uh, business. That makes sense. Yeah. You got nine years of material that has never been
2: reran. I say like, don't waste any time making new shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, and it's cool because, you know, back in the day, they, there was a lot of those short films back in, especially in the 1930s and early forties. Yeah. Um, and that lent itself just extended a little a bit longer. you got 22 minutes and that's an episode of TV. Um, yeah, this, this is the kind of the the natural progression from the earlier short films, like The Three Stooges and Little Rascals and Keystone Cops. TV was, that for a lot of these performers, Abin Costello included, that was the next step. Wow,
2: yeah. Like, I didn't even know they had a TV show until we decided to do this. But then I was like, oh, but two, two seasons syndicated. It yeah. was this, they had to go network to network selling this, which I mean... Yeah, but I'll have a TV show. You're going to buy that.
1: You're going to show that. (laughs) They were huge stars. They were making, you know, what did I just, it was on uh, Wikipedia. They're making like $730,000 a year in 1940s money. Like, Big brain time. Okay. That's, a yeah, lot that's of money. Uh, So yeah, this week on Must Have
2: Seen TV, we will be talking about the Abbott and Costello episode, The Haunted House, a.k.a. The Haunted Castle, depending on where you look. It is the 12th episode of season one, and it was written by Sid Fields and Eddie Foreman and directed by Gene Yarbrough. Here's how Tubi describes the episode. Hillary's, inha- Hillary's inherited house is haunted. That is a tongue twister. <laughs> Hillary's inherited house is haunted. Ethan, how accurate is that description?
1: It is. I
2: mean, yeah, the house, like, is, haunted. The house, is, the house is haunted. Yeah, the, is. there is. Hey, if you're looking for
1: plot, it, 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 go to the next episode because we're here to, to talk about plot. <laughs> so it was written by Sid Fields. Sid Fields appears in the show. He is the lawyer, the lawyer, which we'll get oh, to. Oh, Melonhead. Melonhead. He also is our series regular. He plays their landlord. The whole conceit of the show, there, despite, you know, being... You know, today they they have a chimp and yet tomorrow they're going to a haunted house. The whole conceit was that they're out of work actors. Oh. Um, uh, Abbott is constantly prodding Lou to get a job. Uh, Hillary is the neighbor who's kind of also the love interest um, of both Cindy of them is- or <laughs> just Lou. <laughs> OK,
2: like <laughs> progressive.
1: Yes. Uh, as far as I know, uh, Abbott is sexless in these. Uh, but Costello okay. usually has some some business with the ladies. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, he's hot. Look at him. Oh, yeah. is my type. Let's just like get that out of the way. <laughs> he's also 5'5", five, five, so I have short man uh, solidarity
1: with him. <laughs> and Abbott is my type because he's a Freemason, or he was a Freemason. <laughs> so he's, he's my brother. I, I should be able to say brother Abbott. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he was in Daylight Lodge 525 in Michigan, uh, oh, which is wow. no longer existing. It consolidated and then consolidated again. Jeez. Uh, but, and so, like,
2: this episode is uh, very 1950s television is just bizarre and wild. And that's why whenever we cycle around back to the fifties, it's always going to be like, buckle up, who knows what we're in for? Because this is, I mean, it, 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 it's, well, it's presented <laughs> to the audience as if it is a sketch, but Abbott and Costello on stage hosting their own episode of television. They're still the characters that are in the show. It's a great. they're they're talking about like, I'm scared of this haunted house that we're in, except they are on stage in front of, they've come out on stage to address the audience. (laughs) It's very, is very meta and weird. And it's the kind of thing, I guess, like in the early 50s and they're like, well, we don't know what TV is. And also, we don't know how people are going to watch TV. They may honestly think (laughs) that these people can see them. So
1: let's just make sure they
2: (laughs) acknowledge them politely. I don't know.
1: It has a very Mr. Show feel to it. Where it's like, we're going to be these characters. Then the characters are going to come out and talk to the audience because Mr. Show is always, you know, filmed with that audience. And then we're going to go back into the scene that we were just in. Yeah. It is really strange. And Uh, and their characters have their own names. Yes. Hillary has her own name. So everyone's just calling each other Bud and Lou and Hillary.
2: Uh, did yours have opening credits because on Tubi they have opening credits, but it has a copyright date of 1978, which makes me think that they were probably added. Well, they obviously were added, I guess, for whatever syndication package was in the late seventies. It might've had different credits than I did too. It's like stained glass. It's like kind of like a trivia pursuit pie and it's like all different scenes and it's like wiping around. Yeah. That's, that's the one that I got to.
1: So maybe that's, maybe that is the original. But they just recopy wrote it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that might make sense. That might make sense. I'll have to investigate. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> um, yeah, a
1: uh, oh, mystery. The first um,
2: scene of this episode, we get the host into the audience, and then I, we're gonna have to spend, I think, at least forty minutes trying to unpack what the hell the first either. I, don't, I couldn't tell if it was one minute or 90 minutes, whatever that was. It and it's all because wild. of
1: one wonderful, weird man. What is Joe fucking Besser?
2: What is going on? He plays. So, yes, he plays it. When you said you were like, I want to watch one where Joe Besser plays Stinky. And you also said independently known for playing children, old man, known for playing children. I did not ever put together that Stinky was a child until he shows up here Dressed like Angus Young from ACDC. <laughs> and then is just a full on man child.
1: Yeah. If you, if you go to his IMDb biography, it literally says Joe Besser's trademark is his ability to play young children, although he was a middle aged man.
2: And I feel like I don't know if it's ability uh, makes it sound like he does
1: it convincingly. <laughs> <laughs> Which he does not. No, he, no not no one is fooled. He's the same height as Luke Costello. <laughs> If not, top So the
2: so this is not Stinky's debut. Stinky is a recurring character. Stinky's a recurring character in season one. Okay. Because the way it is set up is uh Abbott and Costello are walking, I think, to the lawyer's office where we find out they're walking there to be with their friend while she gets in here and blah blah blah. And Stinky just is playing football on the what New York City sidewalk, where are like just on the sidewalk playing football alone and then <laughs> Then uh, Bud Abbott just, like, bullies Luke Ostello
1: into playing football with a child, even though he doesn't want to. Yeah, they have places to go. And he's like, no, you got to play. You play some ball with him. And, and then yeah. he starts hitting him. And Stinky starts hitting him. Say, so, yeah, you got to play with me. You got to play with me. Stinky is the most annoying character. Like, imagine. I mean,
2: he makes... Makes uh Kimmy Gibbler look like I don't know um, Bob Newhart or something. <laughs> like, I,
1: imagine like Richard Kind, but sped up like Alvin and the Chipmunks.
2: Yeah, wearing,
1: wearing whatever that. Like, when did kids dress like that? Oh, the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties, the Little Lord Fauntleroy. Yeah, <laughs> short pants with hairy, with hairy legs.
2: Yeah, and uh, socks pulled up, and the weird like, was he wearing the weird Amish looking hat or whatever? Yeah, well, no, because like, he
1: was wearing a football helmet.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. Well, and there's also just they say they keep telling uh, Costello, bend over, bend
1: over. Bend they're playing over. football. Yeah. He wants, like... he, wants, he wants them to hike the ball. It's just funny that
2: them they're them just bend telling over. Them, bend over. Bend over. That's it. And then and I, I my notes say just nonstop slapping.
1: <laughs> so let me give you a little a little uh, color on Joe Besser. Uh, Joe Besser was a vaudeville comedian in the 1930s. Uh, he got into television, he did the- theatrical stuff. He did some with my boys, uh, Olsen mm. and Johnson. He was part nice. of their, their theater troupe for a while. Uh, he gets pulled away, uh, to start doing some theatricals. He's doing a couple, does a couple of theatricals. Uh, has a pretty good career, actually, does a pilot. Uh, for a show based virtually on this concept called The Private Eyes in 1950. Wait, where he's Um, a child? He plays a child, but he also plays himself as as a very large middle-aged man. Everyone remembers him as one of the Three Stooges. After Shemp died, Joe Besser came on as Joe. That must Uh, have been
2: very short, right? It lasted about three years. Wait, so who, so... The original three were Larry Mo and Curly. No. Was Larry, Shimp- Moe and Shimp.
1: Shimp. Larry Moe and Shemp. Larry Moe and Shemp. And then Shemp went to do pictures. Also, he was in Hell's <laughs> a Poppet with Olsen and Johnson. I'm pointing to a picture uh, uh, above my head. Um, he went off to do a bunch of pictures. Uh, he was a sporting player. He was a lead player. Uh, Curly has a stroke. Shemp comes back to the the team does a whole string of shorts, oh. uh, and then he dies at age sixty uh, on the way back from, I believe, a boxing match. The Stooges were, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Let's get uh, this man baby in here. Yeah, Bring in much the man he baby. Was. He was under contract with Columbia Pictures. They said you're getting Joe Besser. Uh, Joe Besser at the beginning he didn't want to get hit at all, man, so he's kind I'm of sorry, like man. Hey, is like Larry Fine was kind of getting all the the abuse. Uh, it was going well. Uh, then they they stopped doing the shorts, and they said we're gonna do a live we're gonna do a live tour. Besser says my wife is sick. I I can't leave my wife. I I'd love to do it. You, you guys are great. You guys are a lot of fun, but I can't join the tour. So they uh, he leaves the group, and Curly Joe Dorita comes in oh uh and then they did the live shows and dorita did most of the long form three stooges movies like three stooges meet you know, snow white and the three stooges oh really okay white. yeah so Man, I didn't that's know a little that, bit of background i
2: didn't know three stooges had like a deep bench i didn't know there were that many stooges i thought there, there were was four
1: multiple. there were several stooges and it's so yeah. sad because J- joe bester's autobiography was called more than a stooge oh and then when they re-released it after his death, they re- they titled it Once a Stooge, Always a Stooge. That is shady. <laughs> so God, shady. man. He specifically <laughs> said, I am more than a stooge. He had a, he had a long career. And by the end of it, he was doing animation. Uh, and that was. But now here, he's just a whiny man child gone. Bend over. Bend over! It is. I did like. So when Lou Costello
2: does he he does a really good like fall down like kick and fall down physical comedy bit that i thought was funny you know i did also write where are the ghosts and like after a while i was like give me some fucking ghosts we've been at this too long <laughs>
1: so they 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 get to the lawyer's office and the lawyer's there played by uh sid fields and um hillary's there played by hillary brooke
2: oh who is and the uh
1: secretary that was uh joan shawley um, you might remember her if going back to Bosom and Buddies, she was in some like it hot and the apartment. So oh, she Wilder's was, eye.
2: So like they're they're there, and uh Hillary's like waiting for her two witnesses to show up because uh it, there must be two witnesses present at the reading of the will for this specific reason. Um uh, and then the, you hear like this crazy ass scream from offstage, and she's like, That must be the boys now. <laughs> and then <laughs> I did like they come into the office by like Lou is doing like a headstand flip into the office. And yeah. then the secretary comes in and is like, oh, I thought you said throw them in, not show them in. And I like her. She's good. Give her a show.
1: She's great. She was she she's the exact opposite of Hillary. She's peppy. She's got some cute retorts. She's got some yeah. one one liners.
2: She's great. They give her some jokes. The She actually has jokes. And like, let's be honest, if 1953, they're giving a woman jokes. I'm like, oh, my God, this is progressive because. Lucille Ball was the only one getting the jokes, as far as I as far as any of the 50s sitcoms we've seen. So
1: she was she had that kind of that the um she was a very tall uh redhead, uh sometimes blonde, sometimes redhead. She could play comedy and she could play um a drama. So she she was very, you know, all over the place. I really liked her. Um we like her. We so liked if you her. haven't seen if you haven't seen Abbott and Costello in anything, Bud Abbott is the straight man, he's the He's always He's got kind a
2: of thin, like John Waters' mustache, kinda.
1: Yeah, kind of like uh, always, always in suits. Lou Costello is portly. He uh, usually wears a bowler hat. Yeah, um, long
2: tie. More like yeah. The, well, like more like his his uh, trousers are pulled up, and the tie is a little bit longer. But I mean, it's a good yeah. look. I, I would. But and I would the smash.
1: personality is is Bud Abbott's the straight man. He's like, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that, and and Lou Costello's like, well, I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of standard. You know, that kind It of is stuff. fun, like
2: watching all these shows and like, oh, man, they all have a Ben Grimm in them. Like Ben Grimm <laughs> is this just like amorphous amalgamation or whatever of what William Bendix and which is on at the same time as this. I discovered uh, same oh. night, actually, too Fridays. Um, uh, and, it, and it
1: has uh, the same director because Gene Yarborough uh, directed 13 episodes of Life of Riley. There you go. Gene Yarbrough, like real quick, such a prolific director. He directed eight films in 1942, Jesus. eight films in 1949, and eight films in 1950.
2: They just bang them out. That's what but they also, did. Movies back then were like 65 minutes, three sets, go have fun. <laughs> like, yeah. done. That's why I love those Universal Monster movies, because most of them were just like barely an hour. And it's like, this is an
1: episode of a Netflix show. And I love this. <laughs> Um, this, I mean this one had the just three I would say four locations, if you include the the street, uh, the, the office
2: street. and like what two haunted house, oh and also this yeah. the auditorium, the stage five.
1: oh yeah, where everything so why
2: was Why is his name Mr. melonhead and, and that
1: had to have been a joke at some point, right? It's just he's Mr. Oh, melonhead. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Mr Mellonhead is just not my name's Mr. melonhead. yeah, I'm a lawyer of the old school. And he his jokes were not as good as anybody else's. His, his like He's like, oh, where am I? He's wearing glasses. He's like, oh, where are my glasses? He pulls out he other glasses. On glasses and puts on glasses over the glasses, blah, blah, blah.
2: Um, I did like, so he did. Um, so when he reads the will, he does say like, uh, her Hillary Brooks, like grandfather Montague Brook bequeaths Goblin's Knob Castle. That
1: had which... a couple laughs from the audience and I don't know why. <laughs> well, I just like Goblin's Knob is a good name. Goblin's Knob. I like that name. That's a little that's a little R rated, but okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's up there. Uh, but it's kind of also reminded me of like Hobbs End, Mouth of Madness, et cetera. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but so, of course, the conceit is, if you want the castle, you got to spend the night in it. Obviously,
1: it's a classic trope. Um, even at this time, even in 1953, it was kind of like classic. This been yeah. Isn't before.
2: that also like House on Haunted Hill? Like they have to they have to survive the yeah. night in order to win money. It's always a thing. Um, and so I did write in my notes. I wish someone would leave me a castle with that stipulation because it just sounds like fun. I would
1: love I w- that. I would get my friends and we'd all hang around in like the foyer and not explore anything and like be all together so nothing can get us. And like we just like stay up all night. We don't go to sleep,
0: I we did. stay up
2: all night. I remember I did, but didn't I drunkenly try to get you to go to like a notoriously haunted hotel upstate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, let's go. This looks great.
1: I don't <laughs> like ghosts. I do not like ghosts.
2: I would love. Oh, but what I also
1: love is
2: okay. So, first of all, it's like if you don't, then Melonhead gets the castle. Okay.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> he <was> it, <laughs> we're, we're, we're sewing up the plot hole with like a very, very, very loose thread.
2: <laughs> and then also, I like that Hillary's like, that place has been haunted for 20 years. <laughs> so weird. <laughs>
1: A weird. 20 years like that seems like nouveau nouveau riche ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels also like when you say 20 years, that makes me think that it's not a real ghost. It's like con men.
2: Yeah. Screwing
1: around like uh, was it hillbillies in a haunted house or like. which um, Yeah, which is
2: the Andy Griffith show episode. A uh, haunted house is like there's a homeless person in there. Yeah, uh, it is weird to also like to know. Like, I don't like it was written in the newspaper 20 years ago. Extra, extra Goblins Knob Castle now haunted. Ghost moves in.
1: <laughs> what day is it? Oh, they the ghost came in yesterday. February well, that place 20th, is
2: 1933. The ghost moved in.
1: <laughs> like, and the just, house they show is not 20 years dilapidated. It's I mean, it's stock, whatever. Yeah, film it's just a,
2: it looks nicer. Than, it's like it's on power like Munster's Adams, but newer, like not rickety. Yeah. Like not if a, he didn't set dress those houses to look bad, which is what I'm right. assuming they did. Um, so and it's not a castle by any stretch.
1: It's not a castle. It's a house. No.
2: no. So uh, Costello is like naturally scared. He tries to get out of it by seeing like, oh, this kid's brave. See you later. Then he falls down because how dare you not want to go sleep with the goat? Have I told you about the night that I uh, spent at a haunted Air Force base that was built on a uh, Native American burial ground, right?
1: Why did you stay at an Air Force base?
2: So, I mean, I was, this is the summer uh, after high school. So, like before my freshman year of uh, college, one of our friends from my high school group of friends, Dad, was in the Army and was in like the Army, was in the Army in Smyrna, Tennessee. And there was an Army base uh, off of like out in Smyrna. That was, you know, r- the rumor of, like, it was buried on a burial ground of some sort. And so it was haunted. It probably and so, was. Yeah. So me and my friends all, like, were like, well, we are definitely going to go spend the night there. Because our dad was like, yeah, sure. So we all went and uh, spent the night there. Uh, also going on that night in the in the army base after dark was a very racist wrestling match. It was, Ooh. like, local wrestling and the two people wrestling. I will not say what, but... You can use your imaginations. And it was like, yep, this is the scary place we're in. That was the scariest thing of the night. But so after we played uh, my family feud board game to get us to midnight, (laughs) then we started walking around and doing like, you know, the, oh, it's cold over here. Oh, it is. And then all of a sudden uh, quarters started being thrown like down the hallway and back and like up and down. We're all freaking out and walking around. And so it was like, oh, my God, what a night. And then a couple of like, weeks later, I go back again with other friends. Nothing happens. And then a month later, I found out that my friend Chris was just chucking quarters at us. And because it was pitch black, like it was dark, like we could not see anything, but we could hear. And so he was just having fun with us. And he was like, yeah, I found it hilarious that y'all went back a second time.
1: <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm finding it hilarious that the U.S. Army is like, yeah, kids, come on over, stay the night. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like, then come back another night just to no, see. yeah. Like-
2: we were sleeping on the like tile floor, like I we might have had blankets. I don't know, but it was yeah.
1: Was this, this U.S. Is Army base?
2: Was it also a
1: hostel? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs>
2: well, it was also a wrestling You know, there was a gym you could wrestle. Because I think we went down there to get nachos, and we were like, "Oh my god, this is some hillbilly trash wrestling going on."
1: Yeah, hillbilly trash wrestling. Yeah,
2: not good. Trash um, trash but wrestling. that totally is why I would jump at the chance if they were like, "Go spend the night in a."
1: on a castle. And i will be like, yes, I mean, you can, you can find haunted hotels all over the place. I don't want to stay at a haunted hotel. I stayed at a haunted hotel once. What if I book and- it and you go, and then I tell you when we get there. Oh no, no. I do my research before I go to any hotel. Mm. I look it up. Tr- trust me on this. I, <laughs> I, 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 if I'm booking rooms through like a work thing, cause I have to book for like the Amex site, I will put no smoking room, not haunted. <laughs> I do. Uh, and if I'm staying at a place I do not stay at like bed and breakfasts, I don't stay at like old hotels. I will stay at like Weston's and Marriott's and uh, yeah, I mean, I also, you don't W's. want to stay at
2: those anyway, because ugh,
1: they're just not, I need, I need amenities
2: nope, like the not, Marriott that, is, that I stayed at on the Anaheim Marriott was great. Way better than the Hilton. <laughs> if you're staying a convention when you're at the convention center, stay at the hilton marriott not or the the anaheim marriott not the anaheim hilton the anaheim hilton is a joke the anaheim hilton charged me to hold my bags marriott's like of course we're gonna let you check your bags while you go to the convention jeez
0: ew
2: anyway Anyway, (laughs) Anyway. so they get get you didn't get commercials i got commercials oh i didn't get commercials no yeah so Tubi showed me febreze air um domino's pizza okay aflac obviously okay abc mouse no thank you i don't have children oh i know
1: that ever. i know abc mouse
2: and pizza hut the detroit style pizza which i'm like yes i would like to have again and so i will i will note Domino's and pizza hut in one uh, ad break Tooby knows me
1: the pizza wars Man, knows I me. Some...
2: i would love um... to have some that right now so <laughs> now we're at the mansion slash castle and i'm super excited and then
1: i will say the interior was a bit of a letdown it was a it was a beautiful way of framing a shot in a way that you don't need a set. Yeah, there was so, there was a
2: giant there was a giant skull that was clearly a human skull. They were joking with a brontosaurus skull in the foreground that was covered in cobwebs.
1: When they said it was so big, and they were able to do that by putting it close to the screen. Yeah,
2: it was like that was weird because I was like, as a viewer, I'm like, that is clearly a skull that's close to a camera and not a big skull. But then they
1: were acting like it was a big skull, and I so that's taking up like a fourth of the screen and behind them is a door and that is literally the set and then there's a
2: there's a knight there's a statue suit of armor oh, off yeah. to the side but you off can barely see it because i think most of the time either Cab- cabot or bastella Abbott or extella
1: are covering it up <laughs> um so they they do the, the the all the gags um the front door was open Ooh. um and then there's a breeze coming through zephyr and- on
2: the breeze
1: which yeah, that's
2: Costello mishears just, as "get the heifers out of the trees." The wordplay is not great,
1: but the way he sold it was it was great. well.
2: That's so. Let's talk about this. There was a script because it the entire show feels improvised, and that's not a bad thing. But it just is so loose and like mm-hmm. very. It's very fast and very loose and very like everyone's talking over each other,
1: kinda and. Yeah, it's a very interesting tone, and that's what I think I like about Abbott and Costello is their conversations feel very natural. Yeah, like there's a lot there's a lot of dialogue in this. It's full on dialogue, and you know that they had jokes they had to hit, but getting around them, they're hitting those jokes fast. They're getting in there fast. Even Hillary is getting in there fast. Yeah, they're talking over each other there, and they're giving um, they're giving Costello enough time to add flavor to it he's like oh i don't know about that like that like he's he's <laughs> it, it works with the character because he's scared all the time that's the whole point about that yeah
2: because hillary is telling the story about her grandfather who was a miser which does not mean that he works with mice in the circus that was um, a, because, a nice,
1: i like that gang that was a good yeah, guy
2: he counts gold and then then there's a like huge like clonk 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 and for some re- for some reason costello is the only one who can hear or yeah. see anything
1: Clonk, clonk, clonk. He counted the gold, clonk. Um footsteps. Nah. So so he said he had they so the next thing that happens is um he points it out and he said, and and they say, Oh no, no, it's just these echoes. It's an old house that has echoes. So Hillary goes, Hello, and and the echo goes, hello, and then Abbott goes, hello, and the echo goes, hello, and then Costello goes merry christmas and the echo says happy new year which i thought was pretty good yeah that's
2: fun i uh, i also the story that hillary was telling about her grandfather which it was like a grand like what a ghost knocked grandpa wouldn't let the ghost in which Costello was very happy about but then the ghost comes in and stabs her grandfather in the heart anyway it was one of those things of like if you're actually listening to what she's saying it's like this is what are you saying
1: I mean, it's not Samuel Beckett. It's not no. the best script in the world.
2: No, it is. It's just funny because, like, I you're distracted because it's all interjected with Costello doing business, and so you yeah. kind of lose track of what Hillary is actually the words that she's saying. But if you, <laughs> if you just like try to piece together the story she's telling, it's like this story is weird.
1: <laughs> and then when she tells the story, Costello has like a great line where he goes. I'm le—he gets, gets excited. Goes, I'm leaving through that door, and, and and Bud goes, "There's no door." He goes, "I'll make one." You see a pair of gray pants run by. Don't grab them, cause I'll be in them. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, that's, that's that's going a long way." But I liked it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then there was also the like they after the echo bit they hype by doing clapping, to which like Costello like goes to clap, but then like doesn't, and
1: then there's still a clap noise, and he freaks out. Like, it's good gags. Yeah. it's fun yeah. gags. Um, believe it or not, the show has a halftime. Yeah, they go back out to the
2: audience and this is where on stage to the, uh, you know, presumably studio audience. I actually don't know if this was recorded in front of a live audience or not. I felt
1: felt like it was because there were not a lot of sets. Yeah, there would be it'd be weird to
2: not. um, But it's like them addressing the audience, but they're still the characters because they're like, don't make me go back to that haunted castle. Like it's. (laughs) it's in tv i tell you tv was wild before they
1: figured out what it was it was so it was it was fun i think that that you have like standard gags and then they leave this show and talk to the audience and they just go back into
0: it
2: go back into now they're going to investigate uh cabinets and then what i love and this is Hillary's like, "Do either of you boys have a gun?" And she's asking, like, if they have gum or something. It's like, it's just, "Do you have a gun?" <laughs> Costello has a toy one. Abbott is just, you know, Abbott's carrying. He's got. He's him so carry. He's, He's, He's... So he He's And now I just want to now just underscore this through the rest of the episode. Ab or Costello just is firing his gun at all times, at everything, even
1: the pop at- gun, the, the 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 cap gun.
2: Okay, okay, because I thought he they were making it.
1: No, no. That's he's the reason he, I thought that he was given the real gun at some point because Hillary he's just shooting at everything. Hillary got the real gun. Costello still has his little cap pistol. Pop,
2: pop, yeah. Pop, 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 pop. Cause he keeps popping it at, at everything, including at uh, Abbott at some points.
1: <laughs> yep. Just, yeah. Uh,
2: which, uh, yeah, I just thought that was uh, so in the cabinet uh, as they walk away, a hairy arm reaches out to uh, Costello, but doesn't, you know, doesn't feel him,
1: doesn't see him. But, yeah. So uh, the the gorilla in, an, in a haunted house has been used a million times. Ha- it, okay, so is that because I was like,
2: you nowadays, you ask me, name 500 things in a haunted house. A gorilla is not going to be one of them.
1: It was a standard thing because in 1939, the Ritz brothers did a haunted house movie called The Gorilla. And that just it kind of put a gorilla in a haunted house. What? And that became, well, that's the conceit of the film. It's so weird. But then it's just more and more things just kind of borrowed from, borrowed from borrowed and borrowed and borrowed that a gorilla in a haunted house just became a thing. And was, it, was it. it
2: stopped was being it? a thing at some point, Maybe like, cause I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen it before. It honestly felt like this would be a monster, but all we have access to is a gorilla costume is like what I was thinking <laughs> in a way, because it is, I think, the ghosts are quiet and spooky and sneak up, and I do not categorize gorillas as quiet or sneaky.
1: They smash things. They throw yeah. things. They they get angry. But there is a ghost.
2: Yes. Yeah. At this point,
1: this uh, uh, probably played by uh, Joan Shawley again because yeah. he was very tall. Joan Shawley was very tall. Wearing Joan a shawl over like a, a,
2: white shawl. Shawl, a um, gown. I'm a spook. I'm supposed to scare you.
1: So she's very, she's very, she is scary. And she only, she's only on screen for like less than a minute. Like she comes over. Yeah. He comes over. I'm a spook. I'm supposed to scare you. And Costello's like, Oh, but she's obviously tall and, and, and gorgeous. Uh, And then they go in front of the clock. Yeah. I want to, this is, it's, there's more to this gag than there actually is. And I got to tell you, tell you why. So she says, he, she says, hey, do you have the time? And he looks at the clock and the, the grandfather clock, the top pops down and a head, head sticks out yeah. and says five minutes to 12. Yeah, it closes back up and he goes, oh, five minutes to 12. I don't know why it was done this way, but the man in the grandfather clock was an actor named Bobby Barber. Bobby Barber got to know um, uh, Abbott and Costello I think on, I think on Buck Private, so it might've been hold that ghost, but he was just a, an extra and they realized this guy's fucking hilarious. Oh, wow. So, they, so... They, they they hired him for all their movies and all their TV shows just to goof around backstage to keep everybody <laughs> Wait, having a good so time. He's
2: kind of like the uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's dancing guy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, I just want to hang out with him.
1: He just want They just wanted to hang out. Him. He was in all their movies in just various little tiny roles, but behind the camera, he was like the party meister, like wow. having a great time. So he he's in a ton of these episodes in these little tiny bit parts, but behind the camera, he was just like like the third member of the trio. Well,
2: wow. so after that bit, that I mean, they really he has one line, and then.
1: That's that doesn't it. even really
2: spook Costello out because he goes and tells them what time it is.
1: And now they're studying maps and... They go to a second location yes. in the house, which is a large flat panel with a couple like sconces attached yeah. to it. And that's it. And there's like a... there's like a, there's little like a table Susan with chairs in the, the foreground. If, if you could not believe that this was a set on a stage, then you are a fool in the 1950s because this thing was... Like community yeah. theater background, right, high school theater. Oh, high school theater uh, background.
2: So they're studying maps, and what she's studying a map of the house, and Costello's like, "I'm studying a map to get out of here." <laughs> yes, and Abbott is like, "I'm gonna go." Then there was a very, very, very long sequence of Abbott is walking away, but Costello wants to make sure that he can run right back, like as soon as mm-hmm. possible, in between the time it takes him to say "Hey" and Abbott and. They go back and forth with that a while.
1: Yeah, it's just the hey abbot, and then he rushes back. He's like, "Oh, why it took you so long?" And then he walks away and he goes, "Hey Abbott, hey bad and then he it, it comes back and he's like, "I want you to come back faster. Come back between the hey and the abbot, because uh, he's afraid. His he's afraid. That's his character. He's afraid all the time." And then the next game
2: is like while they aren't looking, while she's investigating the map, the candle. There are two candles on the table, and one of them starts going left to right, and then that heightens. And then it comes down and then the other one goes up and down, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, good. You know, I mean, the the special effect of the candles, I was, you know, I was trying to see the wires and I couldn't see.
1: Ah, in the in the the, Blu-ray, in the (laughs) Blu-ray. You can see the wires in the up and down one. (laughs) Oh, man. So uh, he also shoots that with the cap gun.
2: Yeah, that's where I was like, he's just popping everything. It's just like pop, 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 Um, (laughs) pop. Well, and then, also she like he tells her to keep an eye on like the left candle, but then the right candle starts moving, and then she's like, "Why? You told me to keep an eye on the candle." It's like, "Don't believe me! I'm such a liar."
1: She has no peripheral vision. I think she gets should get that checked out. Yeah, she really should because <laughs> that's that's an issue. <laughs> uh, and
2: then, so then after all that, we now get into the uh, there's a wall turning bit, which I feel like if you've seen Scooby Doo, you know yeah. what's up. This is very Scooby Doo gets it from all this.
1: Who's behind the, the the wall? The gorilla. The
2: gorilla. Uh, and so there's like a thing of like like uh, Abbott leads uh, Costello or Costello leads Abbott through and then comes out carrying with holding hands with the gorilla. Then they go back in and then it comes out with like Abbott is now leading Costello. And the the thing that Costello noticed was, wait, wasn't I leading you last time? It's like you didn't notice the the trip around with the gorilla.
1: If it's It's classic old dark house horror movie, just kind of a spoof on it. Yeah it's very it's very pleasant, it's very fun. Uh you got a gorilla, a guy in a gorilla suit. I
0: gotta
1: um, love that.
2: I tell you, uh, if you're on a sketch team and one of your members owns a gorilla suit, you are you're set. Hey, I can speak from experience. Shout out uh, to Chris Wilkes, who always brought the gorilla suit.
1: The character, uh the, the actor who played um the gorilla was George Barrows, who also played the gorilla in Hillbillies in a haunted house um he also played he played herbie the gorilla in beverly hillbillies he played this was his thing he played monstro the gorilla in ghost in the invisible bikini he he played a gorilla in the lucy show uh yeah he was (laughs) was all over that he found a niche and he was like i'm writing this out and then he was one of Catwoman's goons in the batman tv show (laughs) oh good
2: uh yeah and so then like the gorilla like bops them both on the heads like yeah they eventually
1: they uh, find the gold.
2: Just sorry, my pop filter just fell.
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> they scared. found they find the gold in a big bag, which is probably potatoes. Yeah. It which... looks like potatoes. It's carried like potatoes.
2: Potatoes, it's, it's what's old. for dinner. Uh <laughs> potatoes can be golden sometimes. I potatoes like a good gold.
1: Golden. Delicious.
2: <laughs> the episode ends with so Hillary sees the gorilla, gets freaked out, then Abbott sees it, gets freaked out, and then Costello's the third person to see it, and it's a lot like he. Does the evolution like it's a take of laughing that it then slowly devolves into crying <laughs> and that's the end of the show
1: and well there's, said there's they go to
2: the audience and then it's like I scared that monkey, I didn't know you it had I didn't know you had it in you. I'm glad it's out and then so then Abbott's like, Costello, you should get a job doing that, and I'm like, wait. Scaring monkeys is that a job? And then it's like, no, haunt a house is the job. And then there's no answer, and then that's it.
1: <laughs> it goes back to the 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 running gag of the show where neither of them have jobs, but Abbott keeps pushing Costello to get jobs. You know, that's you know, it's kind of a running gag. That's about Has that's about that's like
2: can I start, can I find on YouTube, uh, and Abbott against Dello mashup to, uh, uh, Offsprings, why don't you get a job? <laughs> just is those scenes to that song.
1: Or just all the stinky scenes, all the no, st- Joe Besser stinky scenes. I, I wanted to see it cause I, I'd never, I heard about him being stinky and I knew about him from Olsen and Johnson, but. <laughs>
2: I'll tell Ooh. you that performance was stinky. <laughs> no,
1: he is not the must see performance of this that show is by true. any stretch of the imagination. Jesus Christ.
2: Uh, are you ready for the must have facts for this one? <laughs> Hells yeah. Oh man. We're going to dive into the 1950s. So I don't know the ratings because this was syndicated. And so therefore who knows um, guys, but limit. for this TV season, the top five uh, shows were number five, the Texaco star theater, uh, number mm-hmm. four, dragnet. And then number three, The Arthur Godfrey vice grip on the ratings. Number three, Arthur Godfrey and his friends. Number two, Arthur Godfrey's talent scouts. Go Godfrey heads. (laughs) (laughs) I still have not looked up who Arthur Godfrey is. And I'm not going to. I want it to be just. But for someone that had like was apparently the only game in town for a lot of the 50s. Mm. Where is he gone? Where is he? Where is he now? Huh?
1: I believe he's dead. But you know what? Anything is possible. We live in the future.
2: I mean the queen just died. The queen was what like 27 at this time? <laughs> 36. Yes. Oh my god, that's crazy. Wait, no. 20 so like what 36 46 almost 30. Have
1: that's you crazy. have you seen paid attention to any of the bizarre things that 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 Britain is like cracking down on so to force people to mourn? Oh my like, god. No. The, the Nintendo Direct stream t- was today. And, you know, Nintendo explains all their cool things that they're doing for the next year. They refused to air it. Instead, they said, you have to you have to go watch it on YouTube because we are not broadcasting this. Because we are oh, supposed no. to be in a time of mourning. Um, like, television is out. like That's it's insane. It's mourning all the time. I, I saw a, a sign on a condom machine being like, condoms will not be dispensed in honor of mourning of the queen. Like... I will say so
2: at Roxy music uh, inexplicably, they just did like a jam, like, you know, session for like three minutes and then just a big picture of the queen came up <laughs> behind them. And it was like, listen, we're Americans. We don't understand this, this reverence. And I mean, honestly, I think a lot of uh, English people our age also don't know care
1: you gotta be uh, I, you gotta be pretty like confident in your material to be on Madison Square Garden stage and be like we're just gonna jam for three minutes just to to the queen for the queen. Um,
2: queen. Well, I also think it was a break for Roxy Music because I think it was all of the like ancillary members were because like the 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 percussionist and the like the keyboardist and like and the other guitarists. so so the main four could go. They're seventy, like give them, yeah, you know, they got to take a break. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: remember, I, I saw Foreigner once, and the lead singer just just sat down on the side of the stage and just wiped his head with a, with a towel. Like, really when, yeah. when, anytime there was a guitar solo, he'd be like, later.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, of course, the number one show of this season was I Love Lucy, obviously. Lu- which, yeah. comparing anything to I Love Lucy, so thoroughly invented how we perceive comedy on television, like, period. It is so wild. Every- it makes every other comedy of the 50s seem alien because i love lucy like just it is on film three cameras nice sets smart writing uh and it like just predicaments 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 and also like real life stuff like pregnancy and what like it was just so smart and ahead of its time and so you watch this or you watch life with riley or make room for daddy or it's just like what is this
1: it doesn't make it it doesn't hold up it's a different kind of hot comedy this is short film comedy this was yeah. this gets get bizarre
2: it's it's very much like we got a half hour to fill so let's just do some uh, goof arounds
1: <laughs> yeah everyone knows haunted house shows like movies we got you yeah. know haunted house shows going back 20 years so we're going to be doing a haunted house show and Adam Costello there We're going to do a bunch of bits kind of recycle a bunch from like hold that ghost well, and, and we're out,
2: you know five hours taps like yeah <laughs> that's the entire yeah. production of this episode probably oh honestly probably i don't know uh so on cbs since this was syndicated this aired on cbs on friday nights in new york city so uh the cbs friday night new york city lineup was uh mama followed by my friend irma followed by the schlitz playhouse of the stars episode the devil's other name and then (laughs) our miss brooks Mr. and Mrs. North, and then at ten thirty, the Abbott and Costello show, right before the uh, eleven o'clock news.
1: I'm looking up Mama real quick, just to be like, what was Mama? Because Mama was,
2: was a, it was a. I looked it up. It was a, um, it was a dramedy that was based on a radio show that ran for a long time, or the show ran for a long time. I can't remember. Was this just, the one
1: that that, that um, Dick Van Patton was in? Oh, I don't know. Um, now I'm looking it up. I'm uh, looking at it. Mama.
2: 1950s tv show it is not mama's fan 1949 to 1957 eight seasons yeah, yes that Weekly was cbs television comedy drama oh yeah dick van Pat-
1: patten we, we van talked Park?
2: about that already because he was in wait what was he on that we talked about
1: uh he was in uh the paul, paul lynn, show.
2: lynn show right yeah 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 wow he was the, yeah. the pornography the pornography yes. theater so, yeah, that is crazy that it was also that it debuted in 1949 and ran for eight seasons. And it does not look fun at all. I don't know.
1: Now we've uh, been doing like 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Are we going to have I, I, to like for 1940s? I think we're going to we're going to roll the 40s into the 50s. I'm
2: definitely not because <laughs> honestly, it's I mean, it, it's a, it's a struggle to get me to watch 50s sitcoms, although I do. They are wild. Um, so what is my friend Irma? I'm going to look that up. Uh, again this is things that i could do beforehand but why not my friend irma uh, is a media franchise that was spawned by a top-rated long-running radio situation comedy um the television films and television the tv version ran on cbs from 52 to 54 only two seasons thirty in episodes uh i don't recognize any of the uh print, but uh, i think
1: but it was, the movie was also um they did a movie version of it and that was kind of like the big launch for Martin and Lewis.
2: Oh okay. Cool. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. So yeah, there there's like a lot of uh weird stuff on. Um so now <laughs> so it is Friday night, it is ten thirty, you're in New York City. What are you watching? So on ABC, there is something called Black Spider,
1: which I, <laughs> uh, which is a Batman villain, which is a very cool Batman which, villain who has died several I, times. I don't. Yeah, I've seen that.
2: I don't know what that is. It doesn't. Black Spider. Black Spider. On NBC, there's boxing on CBS is the Abbott on Costello show and on the Dumont Network. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, down you go. Which down you go is an American television game show, uh, Emmy Award nominated series ran from 51 to 56, hosted by Bergen Evans. Uh, da, 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 I'm trying to, oh, it aired on all four networks over the course of its so the gameplay was similar to Hangman. Oh, yeah, they'll do anything on TV. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, isn't that what Wordle is? Yeah, basically, yeah. It's so, so yeah, what do you want? Did you find out what Black Spider was? I'm looking it up and I'm not I mean, I'm definitely not finding anything that's a TV show. There's a maybe it was a there's a million like animated series that are just like Black Widow and Spider-Man doing this thing. And I don't know. Maybe it was like that night on uh, CBS in New York
2: City. They just put a camera on a black spider and showed it for a half hour. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Isn't TV interesting? Look what we can do. We can show you a black and white TV. Perfect for this black spider. (laughs) <laughs> it was really a, a brown spider, but no one could tell.
1: Um, I mean, <laughs> out of all that stuff, I'm probably watching on Castello. Uh, I think so too. They were they were pretty big stars. Their their star had not fallen yet. No, like, yeah, this think, is early season one. So yeah, they're, they're, and, and I don't know why it ended. It only went lasted fifty episodes. Um, I, I would have watched this. They, they were, you know, a very tried and true, reliable movie act. Probably heard him on the radio, like maybe, you know, a couple years ago. It's, I'd watch Evan Costello. I
0: watch
2: Evan Costello now. I bought the I, yeah, you. Yeah, you movie. are watching. I definitely wouldn't watch boxing. That's for sure, honeys. Ah. Unless it was on at the gay bar that I was uh, sneaking into and hoping wasn't going to get raided that night. And then my name would be end up in the paper the next day as a suspected homosexual
1: fifties uh, oh. fifties 50s were fun um <laughs> 50s were not fun for most for most people no there was no. a lot of, there was a lot of everything going on
2: <sighs> although maybe I could probably get along I could probably make it work not... <laughs> no, who knows?
1: um i'm different
2: <laughs> I'm different I could thrive in the fifties no you honestly love... the thing that would make me the, the, the cigarette smoke everywhere, honestly, more so than the homophobia and the fact that I'll probably have to marry a woman and be in a loveless marriage and have affairs with men on the side. The cigarette smoke everywhere would get me more. <laughs> that would be awful. I, also, I, would the fact also... that I would probably also be smoking because it's just what you did. And then I would probably just be like a weird, phlegmy, like coughing mess and not understand why Ooh. it was, why I was so bad.
1: Would you be like a, 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 like a big cigar chomping? 50 smoker or like a
2: cigarette
0: 50 yeah. smoker.
2: Uh, if if my um, predilections went on the same trajectory, I would probably be doing cigars because the more I, I fully in love being a homosexual who loves very masculine, uh, traditionally masculine things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a drag queen and a menswear gay, so you know <laughs> it's, it's all ends of the spectrum. It's cigars. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's cigars. Uh, so 53 users on IMDb gave this an eight out of ten. What would you give it?
1: I would Is that give it higher or lower. I would give it maybe a little lower. Just the fact that there were not many sets there, everything was kind of like the second half of the show, probably the last two thirds of the show, all takes place in two rooms.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would probably go <clears throat> high sixes, maybe 6.5.
1: Because
2: again, Actually, when, you, when you're you comparing it to all of television, I'm like, man,
1: oh, of all I of it, like, it was like yeah. I like plots. <laughs> This does not stand up against Westworld. It is No,
2: or it, I mean, hey, honestly, Full House. Let's be let's talk about the comedic genius, the tight, dense plotting of a great
1: Peak Full House there. You you have two locations, a kitchen yeah. and a living room. Maybe you wow. have a third location.
2: Well, I go downstairs and see either uh Joey's apartment or the recording studio or the garage in early seasons. Let's talk about just the Full House uh, house layout because I can do that room by room. And I literally have at work. I one time I, w- I once did a visual guide to where everyone has lived in the full house, house episode by episode. <laughs> anyway, I have problems. who had the must see performance of this episode?
1: Lou Costello.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I, you know what? So yeah, I, I'll give it to the secretary, the girl Friday. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll shout out sure. her out too. Cause so we can cover all great. the bases because I also loved Lou.
1: Lou. I, I think Lou, you fall in love with Lou. Mm -hmm. is he's he's sympathetic he's excitable he's got great great jokes but does abbott ever get jokes you know he didn't really get occasionally he would get some jokes there was a movie that they did together which i think was called abbott and costella meet captain kid where costa or bud abbott did get more of like the bulk like a bulk of the jokes okay like he was doing more of the pratfalls that lou would do he was doing more of the slapstick because that was nothing in this yeah it is kind of it's kind of a downer
2: yeah for it's like oh well, man like he's just yelling at this guy and i mean him and hillary have the exact same amount of like screen time importance presence like they're more of a trio honestly in this than
1: abbott and costello and they they were a trio and other things. They they did Sometimes some movies that. together. They did they did stage performances together. Um, she was part of Hillary Brooke was part of this Abbott Costello kind of kind of group.
2: Well, good for Hillary.
1: Good for Hillary. Good
2: for Hillary. Give her her flowers.
1: And what? Joe Besser, you know, bless you. You are a bless middle-aged playing a child.
2: Oof, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, that's a thing. Uh good for you. Uh, who must other people see this episode. Now, I'm going to say I wanted to do this because of the haunted house aspect and I think compared to some of the great haunted house episodes, this let me down a little bit. I I, I you know, so I might I might suggest starting with another uh, episode.
1: I would I would agree. I have not seen the other ones to my own shame, but great I think chance. that there might be a better one than this as a haunted house episode goes. Uh The ghost was cute. Yeah, more ghosts,
2: less gorillas. I'm not a fan of gorillas in in, uh, haunted houses. That's not my jam.
1: But I like what they did with that. This is really a haunted house. This is not a con. This is not the the lawyer trying to get them to to run away. But
2: so does does haunted not mean creature or spectral? What is a is a house haunted if a living corporeal gorilla is in it?
1: no it's just the house with the gorilla
2: so it is wild that like the main thing in this is the girl like like i wonder if it's like some night, 19- february 20th 1933 there's like a, a, a journalist sees a gorilla with two suitcases going into the house and they're like oh that house is haunted now that house is
1: haunted so i don't say my house later. is haunted my house isn't haunted by cats
2: yeah so it is weird that Oh my God, it's a haunted house, but the only main thing is a gorilla and then a lady in a white lace, like gown and hood or like a shawl over her. And then a guy's head in the clock.
1: I would, I would be happy if the ghost, the, the spectral lady was, became like a love interest for Lucas Costello. Yes.
2: That'd be good. Like on Ghostbusters. Yeah. Or, 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 and then also the, the gorilla is reminding me of the seventies Ghostbusters, the filmation Ghostbusters, which became a cartoon. <laughs> and cause the uh, actual Ghostbusters to go by the real Ghostbusters, which again uh, shady. Ooh.
1: Things are weird. I wonder if we can do like an old episode of the Ghostbusters. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. Hey, everything's fair game. This is musty TV.
1: We team. can do anything we want. The, we're on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> on. Have uh, a podcast. So J- I was yeah.
2: the other episodes that I wanted to do were there was one that was was a Costello uh, <laughs> is trying to adopt. His monkey, but he accidentally files for marriage papers and accidentally marries his monkey, which I was like that's insane. I'll watch that's that that's not
1: legal that's and then there was an
2: and then there was another one where maybe Hillary or someone is like hiring the two of them to play like English noblemen or whatever, which I wanted to watch just to see men in nice clothes
1: so uh the reason what I vetoed that one because it did not have Joe Besser as stinky,
2: <laughs> oof, stinky. Was it Bongo the the monkey? I think it's Bongo or something. Bingo or... I was like, I kind of want to watch one. Bingo, yeah. yeah. Bingo, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I mean, that is it for uh, Abadette Casello's show. What a wild uh, trip. What a 1953. This is almost 70
1: years old. Check it out on Kickstarter, at least for the next 42 or so days. Uh, We're recording this on uh september 14th so you have a couple <laughs> days to kickstart the the second one they're not offering the first one as a reward oh man um but i'm i believe you can find it yeah, just it's just out there it's, it's oh, on DVD. okay good it's on blu-ray
2: uh where can people find you if they want to ask you more questions about the Abbott and Costello box set
1: check me out on ethan k55 or drop us a comment on youtube because i, I do check those uh, let's keep those numbers up because I, I love seeing when people uh, look at us, we have over a hundred views on the, yeah. uh, the- we did life for Riley, life for Riley got a hundred views, probably more views than it's gotten on Tubi.
2: all those Riley heads coming. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I love, you know, I love any type of interaction. Please talk to us in any way possible. Email must have seen TV at gmail.com. Why not? Ask questions and we'll maybe talk about them. And honestly, ask about anything. I don't know. Where can we find
1: you on the interweb?
2: So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at at Brett White. You can follow my drag persona, Barb Hardley, at at Barb Hardley on those uh, platforms where I will be uh, getting back into it, squeezing back into a dress again, getting back to the old uh dragmons or whatever <laughs> um but yeah uh and we again we want to hear from all of y'all so you can follow us have seen tv on instagram you can uh, ask us questions to comment there you can also go to uh, youtube and comment there you can also write a review in itunes and give us five stars or four stars and honestly that's as low as i allow you to go um we'll read your review on the episode i uh, uh yes i am shamelessly begging for five star reviews i don't care what your actual opinion of us is you will give us five stars and i don't i don't care
1: <laughs> now brett you're alienating the audience
2: no <laughs> if i haven't done that by now <laughs> jesus um a you yeah that's that's everything i'm just i'm just uh, muttering now um thanks to acast for hosting the podcast uh thanks to everyone for listening and watching next time we'll be venturing into the 60s, Halloween is coming up, and there are going to be Halloween episodes. So just, like, hold on to your butts for that. Um, that might be next week. It depends on. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> See you next later, time everyone. on musty TV. Bye.